Boom. Boom. Athletics High Performance Podcast. Providing you with the performance training, college scholarships, coaching education, and elite athletic development. Now, your host, your host, Seth Boomsma. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. As the intro said, I am your host, Seth Boomsma, back with another episode here today. Today we sat down with Abby Glanzer, former Sioux Falls Christian High School standout and now Northwestern Volleyball up in the cities in St. Paul, Minnesota. We sit down and talk with Abby really about her insane vertical jump transformation and what has led her to basically jump out of the gym and ultimately lead her to a National Freshman of the Year at the NCAA Division III level on the volleyball court this past year. And we're talking a lot about her situation with academics and athletics and how she approaches all of that. Abby is one of the most terrific student athletes that I've had the good fortune to work with. And she's a a sponsored student athlete for us here at Boom Athletics. So let's dive into this episode. I think you guys will really enjoy this one. Thanks, Abby, for being on the podcast with me today. Thanks for having me. So we've wanted you on the pod for quite a while. Uh, Why don't you kind of give our audience a quick background of who you are and what you're about? So I'm Abby Glanzer. I grew up here um, in Sioux Falls pretty much all my life. I went to Sioux Falls Christian all throughout middle school, high school, and then I'm a freshman at University of Northwestern in St. Paul and playing volleyball. Yeah, so I mean... That's definitely shying away from quite a few of your accomplishments. Um, That's kind of why I'm here. So National Freshman of the Year uh, in your first season here as a collegiate. What was that experience like? I don't know. It was crazy. It was pretty surreal. It honestly took like a week, I would say, to even like sink in. Like I remember reading it and my coach um, telling me in her office that that was going to be released. And I just was kind of like... Oh my goodness. Like it didn't, again, it didn't hit me. The season went by so fast and it was just such a joy and like so much fun to play with my team that, yeah, I don't know. It went better than planned, I guess I could say. Mm -hmm. So you guys had a pretty incredible season as a team overall. What is, what is kind of the next step for, for you, for your sophomore season and and your team as well? I'd say personally, um, just getting stronger, um, to prevent injuries and just be more consistent And then as a team, I mean, just work through the little things. Like, obviously, the team changes as seniors leave and freshmen come in. And so just kind of um, working with the new players and making them feel at home. Yeah, absolutely. So you you talk about getting stronger and preventing injuries. I want to know, what was your kind of, like, approach going into college in in terms of how you handled your body and, and taking care of it? I would say... In high school, I did not do a great job of being honest with pain, and I kind of just was like, as much pain I can handle is what I should be able to play with, and so going into college, I knew that that was not going to be how it would work, because if I would just push off all the injuries that I had, they'd pile up, and so I went into it with a really good relationship with the trainer, like trying to build that relationship right away, and so he knew what I could handle and kind of figured out. I mean, it took all season for him to get a glimpse of what I was like, but just being honest with my pain and like pulling out of practice if I needed to or um, limiting my jumps um, was a big one and just keeping my legs fresh. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to touch on your high school career because it's it's quite decorated. Um, quite a few state championships in there, player of the year, so on and so forth. Favorite accomplishment throughout high school? Oh my goodness, favorite accomplishment. 
Um, I would say junior year state championship just because of what our team endured that year and like health-wise during that game like mm -hmm. I've mentioned it before but we were I was sick teammates were injured I truly like it was such a battle and then we always said we don't know how we won that game like God won that game for us because it was mm -hmm. crazy like watching the film and thinking back like I don't even know what I was doing. Like, I don't remember half the game. And so, yeah, that was probably the biggest accomplishment, honestly, just the fact that we won that game. <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit how, about how sick you were, because I, <laughs> I know how sick you were. I remember watching it on TV and was like, dang. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first day, oh, bring me back. The first day I was fine, was feeling fine. Semi-final game, I remember feeling not good. I looked up to my mom and the fans and I just like in the stands I just like shook my head at her I was like I did not feel good made it through that game and then that night I was sick all night long went to my parents hotel that night um stayed with them ate a bite of a subway sandwich and maybe like three drinks of some smoothie my dad got me and then met up with the team after they had practice I ate four fruit snacks during the five set game and somehow managed to make it through. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many state championships did you achieve here in high school? Three. Three. Uh, I know you've talked about your journey a little bit, you know, leading into high school. Do you want to touch on that a little bit and mm -hmm. how, how you became into really this absolute all-star of a player? And, and quite frankly, in my eyes, just a complete athlete. I mean, like now you're you're doing things that... I think a lot of our other athletes and other sports really admire. Um, so what was that journey like for you throughout high school? So coming into high school, I was actually, so eighth grade year was the year that I was like, I want to be an outside hitter. Um, I was pretty short, I would say. I don't know my height, but I was pretty undersized for an outside. But I started eighth grade year um, just playing like a, like, whatever you'd play an eighth grade team um so then freshman year c team i was an outside hitter and then didn't get pulled up for jv or varsity or anything i remember going out to rapid city and watching them win that year um and then after freshman year i actually told my parents that i was going to quit i decided to quit volleyball it's like this is something i didn't want to continue i loved watching it um wanted to play but i was like i just won't be good enough to play and then kairos tryouts that year it was like a week before that the tryouts were and my parents were just like you should just go try out um it's not gonna hurt you to try out and i was like no i don't want to and they called or emailed and signed me up like a like again a week before i think tryouts had already closed by then and i didn't tell anybody i was trying out i think i was more just scared that i wasn't going to make a team but i went and tried out made, I believe it was 16 beta that year. So a second team. And previously that I, I had only ever made like second or third team um, on all the teams that I was on. And I was like, okay, I made a team, like I can do this. And so I just had so much fun with it, worked hard. And so then went out sophomore year for high school and started varsity my so sophomore year all the way to senior year. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a glimpse, I guess, of my high school career. <laughs> was there a mentality switch in there or, or what changed? Definitely. I would say, again, like I mentioned, I was always on the second team and I wasn't on the first team, 18 Adidas, until after my junior year. And I think the biggest thing was just going in with just the mentality to have fun, but work hard. 
like I was still in the gym with all the other girls on the top teams. We were doing the same training plan, doing the same thing at practice. And so just working hard and I think just using like the little things um, to just get better and like to really focus again every day. It doesn't matter what team you're on. Like, like I said, you are on the same training plan as everyone else. And so just working as hard as I could to get to the goal that I had set for myself. Yeah. So Kairos has a really good program over there. How influential was them on your development? I would not probably even be sitting here without them. I wouldn't have gone out for volleyball my Mm -hmm. sophomore year if it wasn't for them, just because they always put so much faith in me and it just pushed me so hard. Like every coach I had just had so much faith in me. And again, I wouldn't be playing volleyball without Kairos. Right, right. So you touch on your high school career a little bit. We get a lot of volleyball players coming through our program what are kind of like a few, maybe your top three things that you feel a young volleyball player should focus on? <clears throat> Skill-wise, I would say the fundamentals of just like doing every, especially if you want to be like an outside, is being able to do everything, but not just like an outside. If you're any position, you should work on your passing, defense. Passing is probably one of the most important skills, but yet is one of the hardest skills to learn. It doesn't necessarily look that hard, but it's pretty difficult and so just learning the fundamentals of every small skill um, and just making you a really well-rounded athlete is important and I would also say just working hard again in every situation that you're put in any team you don't have to be on the top team to work hard Um, and just getting in the gym with the mentality that you're going to get one percent better every day it's not always going to be fun and it's not always going to look pretty it usually doesn't Um, but just having that mentality and then also the balance between having fun in practice, but then also working hard, I think was something I needed to learn. I would say that there were times that I would almost take practice too seriously. um, And I probably looked scary, like I was just so focused and like didn't really let anything else come in. But Mm -hmm. I think, again, having the um, balance of having fun, because if you're not having fun, it's not going to be something you want to continue. And then just setting goals and working hard for them and you won't really know what the future is going to hold, I think is the biggest thing too. Right, right. So you're a class A girl. I was a class (laughs) A guy. We both kind of know those smaller schools are a little bit more disrespected. Mm -hmm. And then you go on to the Division III level. Um, You know, I went NAIA level and then I turned pro afterwards. And I always tell people with, with you, like, Abby's like can play at any level she wants. So kind of explain your decision going the Division three route mm-hmm. and how it's led you to National Freshman of the Year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I guess my recruiting process, looking back, it was kind of crazy. I had grown up um, being on campus at Northwestern because both of my parents went there. And so um, I think eighth grade year was my first camp that I went to. And freshman or sophomore year, the coach was like, we would love to have you play here. And I remember just hearing that. I was like, I didn't even think I could ever play college volleyball. I truly didn't think I would be able to. Um, And so, I don't know. I didn't, there's sometimes, like, if you don't go D1 and you could, it's like, well, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I I really did want to play just because I love the sport so much. And it was also important for me to go to a Christian school. I went to a private Christian school growing up. And so just um, having that same um, kind of like surrounding was going to feel like home for me and mm-hmm. just stepping foot um, on campus. I just knew that's where I wanted to go. I have so much respect for Coach Wilmoth and just the program um, that she has created. It's 
pretty insane, honestly, walking in just feeling like, I did not feel like a freshman just with all my teammates. They were so welcoming, so loving. And so I guess that's kind of how I chose there. Um, I mean, it took a while and obviously, like I didn't know right away, but in my heart, I kind of did know. Right, right. So you touch on something that I think is really important for a lot of people is, is how your faith plays a mm -hmm. role in your life. Um, you know, how has that played a role in your athletics? Mm -hmm. I would say that is one of the reasons why like working hard in practice just came easy to me is because I recognized that God had given me ability to play volleyball and I saw the setter, I believe it was for um, Louisville come, came out with um, said a quote and it was, I think I put it on my story too. She said, you're like taking away um, from like what you do if you don't give God the glory in it. And I think it like that, I obviously wasn't word for word. That's what she said, mm -hmm. but you can probably find it online. Um, and like using the ability that God has given me to give him the glory so that other people can see I think it's just the biggest thing too is what like my coach in high school said and then it is followed in college too that's like what we do as a team mm -hmm. yeah so you're also one of our sponsored student athletes here now that the name image likeness has passed this summer um so you you have a huge influence on what we do here at boom athletics you started with us about a year ago now um what was I always like to ask people this because it's always kind of funny to hear their answers. What was what was your welcome to boom moment? Like the hardest thing probably <coughs> yeah. you'd say when when you were oh. kind of like oh wow this is a little <laughs> different than I'm used to. Well, I had really <clears throat> never done a ton of lifting before anyway, mm -hmm. or like a structured program, and I would say like Bulgarian split squats are really like a boom <laughs> moment, <Yeah. laughs> or like needing. I think you had me do like an ISO hold with those like 30 <laughs> seconds and I truly was like there is no way I can hold mm -hmm. my legs like this for 30 seconds yeah <laughs> uh you're, you're kind of more known for your vertical jump here um everyone you know like especially the volleyball girls they all come in they're like okay how does Abby jump so high mm -hmm. and I always simply point out technique just because I'm a detailed guy um where has your vertical gone since you started with us and, and then where do you want it to continue to go mm -hmm. <clears throat> Again, I had never really worked on it before, and so you can correct me, but I think when I came, it was at, f I think the highest I had touched was like 9-8, yeah. and it was at a Kairos tryout, I believe. Uh -huh. And then when I came here, the first time I did it was what, 9-7? I want to say it was 9-7.5. 9-7.5. Mm -hmm. And then the highest touch that I've had was 10-2. Mm -hmm. And then... I would like to get back there. I think I can. And I think it was kind of near the end of the summer too when I touched that yeah. last. Um, and then my, I think the first goal that I had was consistently touch 10. And so far I've done that now, mm -hmm. the two times that I've tested. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing is, yeah, consistently touching 10 <coughs> just so that I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just never had consistently touched it before. And so I think yeah. I was like, okay, if I could really set that goal and like keep doing that. And so, and now obviously I want to keep going up from there. Yeah. Cause I mean, when you look at it, you're nine, seven and a half to start, finish the summer at 10 two, you know, you're looking seven inches right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I think is the, the most incredible thing. Cause when you first came in, I remember we had a few other, you know, athletes that knew who you were or went to school with you and stuff. And they're like, Oh, this girl's so good. I'm like, yeah. I know she's a really good player and stuff, but what is she like athletically, mm -hmm. you know? And I remember the first day I tested you out, I'm like, okay, nine, seven and a half, that ain't bad, but you know, like there's, there's a <laughs> yeah. long ways to, to grow here. And 
soon you just started popping. I remember when you hit first hit 10 foot, I think it was last February. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Once you hit 10 feet, it was like a barrier that just crossed for you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everything just started popping the way you want it to. Um, but people always ask, how does she jump so high? And I'm like, you got to watch her technique. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one takeaway or one thing that you could teach to other volleyball players and their jump technique? What's the one thing you feel like is the most important? Oh, that's tough. And I had never really thought of it, like, too, honestly, before coming here, of, like, the technique of jumping. I think a little bit of it is just natural for me. Like, mm-hmm. I remember in freshman or sophomore year at summer camp, a coach is, like, you just have the rhythm, mm-hmm. too. And I think the biggest thing is, uh, well, like, what you've taught me is, like, the penultimate step, like, the mm-hmm. big explosive last two steps, too. Um, but I do a four-step, and so I walk into the first step and I roll through my foot and I think that would be one of the biggest things I would tell people is sometimes they stand too straight up and you're kind of just like it literally just looks like you're tippy-toeing into it almost but I think if I watch videos of myself I can see my toe lift before I start walking into it and so I like roll my foot into it and then I take my last two steps and I try to be as explosive as possible and I think that helps me be explosive too yeah I think when I show others your video, I think the biggest takeaway, and even for a lot of our guys that are two-foot jumpers, is like how you hit your penultimate when, when you hit it right, and what you do most of the time is like it's complete extension of your right foot, hitting heel first, and then you punch that block foot mm-hmm. through. It's something that not many people could do, and that kind of comes back. It, it all s- synchronizes together when you look mm-hmm. at your full approach. But it's like you have great rhythm coming in. Each step gradually gets more aggra- aggressive. Then it's a big push in your penultimate and then a, a fast punch of your block foot. I think that's kind of the biggest thing that, mm-hmm. that you've kind of seen is just that aggressive change. And just how we can like video one rep, see what you can tweak a little bit. And also you come to the next rep and get that extra half inch. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but not only that, you're, you're also number two all time in pro agility. Um, which a lot of people wouldn't really think, oh, volleyball players are, are quick, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Uh, four five zero for pro agility. What's the next step for you on your change of direction? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I've never really <laughs> thought about that before. Oh, no, I think kind of the same thing with the vertical is just being consistent with it. If there's a way you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really ever think of myself as that quick, I guess. But I mean as an outside I play middle back and so you do a lot of like horizontal running like corner to corner and so um like taking that into the game even and like knowing that I can be explosive from like side to side too um and then just really because sometimes I struggle with like getting deep corner tips but I I know I can get there because Mm -hmm. I have the speed I guess I could say and so yeah bringing that into the game is something I definitely want to do right right so I also use you as an example like you're you're an extreme example that's why you're a sponsored (laughs) athlete for us uh um people want to be like you but i always tell them like there's steps to become an athlete like abby glanzer or Mm -hmm. an athlete like so so, some others that we have here and one of the things i really love about you is how you're dialed in with like your post-workout nutrition and different Mm -hmm. things like that you always have whether it's your protein or aminos um, and I know our, one of our partners is NG Nutra mm-hmm. and you take NG Nutra. You've taken it for quite a while now. What's your favorite NG Nutra product? I do really <clears throat> like the MR46. I mm-hmm. just got my own thing yesterday, bringing back to campus. <laughs> yeah. I had to try the three flavors you have here, I think, yeah. but I got the mango one yesterday and it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like that one. Yeah. I never like, 
I mean, in biology, actually, I, like, learned about amino acids and, like, what mm-hmm. they do for your body. And so then when you were mentioning that I should take those instead, like, post-workout, I, like, understood what it meant. And so I was, like, that's actually probably better for me anyway um, for my muscles. And then, like, mm-hmm. we talked about yesterday, like, protein shakes is more of, like, a snack. And so, but, yeah, I would say the MR46 is probably my favorite yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a huge hit here at the gym, so. <laughs> um, next question, what, what are you studying at Northwestern? I'm majoring in kinesiology with a pre-therapy track, so hopefully someday a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of led you into that? Was there a certain avenue that kind of influenced you there? Yeah, I knew I wanted to do something in the medical field, <clears throat> which I still do. Um, if that changes, I know I'll do, again, something in the medical field. But I went to physical therapy kind of the past two years on and off just for my shoulder and my back, and I had a really good experience with my physical therapist. Um, and I was like, I could do that for other people, especially athletes too, I would be interested in. And so, um, yeah, just that good experiment experience. I was like, I'd really like to do that in the future. And just, she made it fun in a way and just like connected with me on a deeper level rather than just treating me as a patient that she was just trying to heal. And so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a college student athlete. You're also very academic, sound, mm-hmm. uh, outstanding athlete um what is a typical daily routine like depends i guess if it's game day or like Like, not game day (laughs) let's go let's go non-game day because i would say the majority of the year is kind of non-game day so what do you what do you do on a typical day to make sure you're always in shape okay so i'd say like right now not in season Mm -hmm. um wake up depends on what time i have class i usually i try to take earlier classes just because i want to get my schedule going and be done earlier. So wake up, try to eat a decent breakfast. I mentioned yesterday I have like protein muffins in the morning, um, or like a protein shake, try to make eggs or something and get to class. I usually have lunch after or in between classes. And then afterwards, I usually am done by 1230 some days or like two on some days. And then usually, um, work out, go to the gym, get some peppering in with a partner or a friend or something. And then, um, do homework till late sometimes, <laughs> try to hang out with people, try to balance like social life with academics, then also making sure that I'm ready for spring season or if it's in the fall, like keeping my body healthy, spend a lot of hours in the training room, mm-hmm. um, getting better. Icing, ice baths were my best friend. I probably, yeah, I took an ice bath every day after practice, which was probably my favorite part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you, you, I love how you talk about the importance of recovery because I think a lot of people miss out on this. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of thin, people call those little things, but they're actually end up being like very big things in the yes. grand scheme of things. Um, so you, you mentioned ice baths. Are there any other recovery methods that you like to do with whether it's your athletic trainer up there mm-hmm. or, or just on your own? Um, <clears throat> I like the Hypervolt, those like massage guns. Mm-hmm. That also became my best friend during the season. One of my teammates and I, like every day, we would set a timer, like take turns um, doing it and just like making sure that we're stretching, rolling out was something I had really never, never done before being here too. And, and I really like that. Um, and I think I got better in college of taking like an Aleve or an ibuprofen if I was in pain, which I don't really know why in high school. I just never really did that. I just was like, Oh, it's not going to help. Um, but even I mean, I don't take it often, but if I needed to, I would make sure like anti-inflammatory or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you kind of had a, a boom athletics connection before you joined. Mm-hmm. 
Parker Gregston, yes. who's a cousin. Uh, it was funny because I was actually scrolling through pictures this morning and I found a picture of Parker and I together. Mm-hmm. And then it was ironic that we're doing the podcast today. Um, and Parker was one of our, our most phenomenal athletes. So I got to ask you, uh, who's the more athletic cousin? <laughs> I feel like he probably is. Oh, you're going to get on that one? <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess he did play college football. And so I feel like he probably is. <laughs> oh, I was but... hoping you'd say you so then he could <laughs> get after me a little bit. <laughs> um, so I know, I know family is very important to you. Mm-hmm. Your faith's very important to you and the people around you. Who have been some of your major influencers and mentors mm-hmm. throughout your career? I mean, <clears throat> definitely my parents. They put so much faith in me, even when like I really didn't believe in myself a lot of the time um, when I was younger. And also both of my grandparents. Um, I mean, my one of my college, the reasons I went to college um, was so I could be closer to my grandparents too, so they could watch me play, which was going to be big for me. And they were at a lot of my home games and then yeah just the support from my family has been huge especially again like after freshman year like, I pretty much quit on myself my dad is like no like just go out one more time like it's not gonna hurt you mm-hmm. um, and it didn't it actually helped me a lot that he pushed me and so definitely my parents and grandparents and then even just um, my teammates have been like an inspiration to me of just how hard we can work together and just like set goals and achieve those goals together and then I guess for volleyball-wise, uh, um, someone I really looked up to was Lindsay Peterson. So eighth grade year, I was watching Northwestern play, and she is a 5'9", 5'10", outside hitter. And she was first-team All-American. And I remember just watching her, and I was like, that's who I want to be someday. And so now I've gotten to meet her. She actually came to one of our games. And so, yeah, she was definitely just, for volleyball-wise, someone I really looked up to. Um, her skill was... Yeah, she was insane, and so it was just really fun to watch her. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty important to have mentors and influencers throughout your career mm-hmm. because now I know you worked with an athlete that, that came through here, uh, and she really looked up mm-hmm. to you kind of in a similar situation. Um, what is that like to kind of almost have like that script flip a little bit? Mm-hmm. Now you're the mentor, or and you're mentoring all these young athletes that are looking up to you. Yeah. Um, I guess growing up, even in high school, my dad was always like, just be aware of your body language and how you act just because there are girls in the stands, your guys in the stands mm-hmm. that are going to watch you and be like, that's what I want to be like someday. And I think um, going to college too, um, and just going in with a mindset that I want to carry myself in a way that people like they watch and they look up to me um, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, I watched Lindsay Peterson play. And I was like, that's who I want to be. And so we have a lot of young girls who are fans at Northwestern. And so like we sign their volleyballs. And so um, it's just, it's honestly crazy to have uh, the script flipped just because mm-hmm. I was in their shoes and I, like, I was always too scared to go up and talk to people, but hopefully I'm, I don't know, welcoming enough that if girl wanted to talk to me and ask me questions, like they'd be able to, because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'd love to answer questions and help them with, I mean, their skill or even just in life, just mm-hmm. like walk alongside them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about helping athletes with their skill in the volleyball realm, like what, what's like the one thing you would want to teach them right away, right off the bat? For volleyball <clears throat> skill? Yeah. Oh, I mean... Again, I think passing is so big. Like that is something that I even like watching myself. Like I need to become a better passer. Um, and then if you're specifically, I guess, an outside hitter, 
um, not needing to try to smash the ball every time you play is something I also yeah. needed to learn. Like off speed is almost just as effective as getting a really big kill. And I think Kairos is huge on that too. Like they, it's we call it the knockdown shot and it's like pretty much just rolling on top of the ball and just goes straight down, but slower. And so like getting that is again, like just as rewarding almost as getting a big kill. So that's probably the two things I guess I would say is passing and then just working on shots and consistency. I guess there's a few things. Yeah. Uh, you played Kairos, so you're obviously playing it with and against a lot of very, very good players. Mm -hmm. Who's the best player you've ever played with or against? Oh my goodness. <clears throat> I don't even know if I can answer that. I mean, my team that I played with, my last 18 Adidas team, like half the team was Division One. Two of them are at Louisville. And so I would say I've played with so many talented people. It's crazy. And then against... I mean, club tournaments brings you up against girls who are huge. And so I honestly don't even know. I played against such good competition and then, yeah, with really talented girls, which definitely pushed me, especially because I was shorter. And so I kind of had to make up for my 5'9 height with all mm -hmm. my like 6'4 teammates. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're 5'9. You're so a lot of people will say you're a little bit shorter, mm -hmm. um, but you also jump higher than a lot of <laughs> most yeah. of these girls. Um, does that give you like a little bit of a chip on your shoulder when you when you go out and play? Is something that's silent, like okay, they they're gonna devalue me just because I'm a little bit shorter, but you know, know they haven't really seen me play yet. I don't <clears> usually <throat> think about it. I don't know. I've never really thought about. I know. I know. I'm shorter. People mm -hmm. usually are like, "You're not that short," just because five nine isn't super short. But in right. the volleyball world, it is. Yeah. But. I don't know. I usually don't think about it. Like people see me, like, oh, she's not gonna be that good because she's shorter. Because division three, I would say, is like five nine is pretty much average. Mm -hmm. Like we're all kind of the same height going into it. So yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's been a fun podcast. Um, I'm excited for a lot of your work over the next, you know, your four year career as, mm -hmm. as a collegiate. You've already had a great freshman season. Um, what is the one thing? that you really want to take away from your volleyball career when it's all said and done? <clears throat> oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I would say um, knowing that I worked really hard in every situation that I was in um, and just, again, using the ability that God has given me to give him the glory in everything that I do and that it's just so much more than just a game, I think, especially something that our coach Northwestern emphasizes um, that a win really doesn't matter that much as long as people just see us and just see that we're playing with true joy I think is huge is something that I've learned since getting there too. just having that authentic joy on the court when you're having fun a lot of times you play your best just because you're relaxed you're loose and so yeah I think the biggest takeaway is just joy in every moment that I play with my teammates um, and my coaches and yeah mm-hmm well, Abby, I appreciate you being on the podcast. You've helped Boom Athletics grow a ton in your influence, and a lot of athletes look up to you here, um, and I'm sure even more outside of here. So uh, we really appreciate you. You're your outstanding mentor for a lot of young athletes, and it's been so fun to watch you this freshman season. Uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you and maybe ask you a few questions? Yeah, I guess <laughs> on Instagram you could find me and just DM me. I usually notice if there's a notification yeah. so yeah you could dm me on instagram 
or yeah, you can message me on Twitter. I don't check that as much. And so mm -hmm. I think Abby underscore Glanzer is my Instagram. It should pop up if yeah. you search my name. So yeah, you could probably just DM me there and yeah, I'd see it. So yeah, anybody awesome. can reach out if they want to. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Abby. Yes. Thanks for having me.